Most people rightly want to know blessings in their life, blessing of health, strength, being able to have sufficient to eat, drink, maybe to have a home, transport. These are all worthy aspirations and some of those things we have to have. And for these blessings we thank the Lord. But the lack of those blessings, or at least some of those blessings, do not diminish the blessing of the Lord. If your health fails, do you lose the blessing of the Lord? No. If the blessing of a nice car fails, do we lose the blessing of the Lord? No. And even if we lose a loved one, does that diminish the blessing of the Lord? No. In fact, there are times when we, when we lose things that the blessing of the Lord is increased, that he draws closer towards us. The Lord becomes more precious in our loss. We sung in our opening hymn, in the, uh, I think it's the third verse, Count your many blessings money cannot buy, your reward in heaven nor your home on high. You see, whilst there are many blessings that are what we might call natural, and they're good, they're from the Lord, there is something higher than that. There are those blessings that come from God that are more important, that money cannot buy. You see, the blessings that we have around us, they are temporary at best. They are material things. But the blessings of the Lord are something of a very different quality. And in Ephesians chapter 1 that we read, we find the Holy Spirit uses Paul there to write of many blessings that belong to the people of God. We might call them the best of blessings. Blessings that remain with us when everything else fails. We read in the psalmist, there are times when our flesh and our heart fails, but God is the strength of our heart and our portion forever. In other words, when we lose absolutely everything, we come to that moment of death, then we have all things still in Christ. A friend wrote to me recently, uh, probably hasn't got that long to live, and he says there that he hopes to be like another who wrote that when it comes to death, he's got nothing to do but to die. And when we come to that point, we still have all things in Christ. The verse I want to leave with you comes from Ephesians 1 verse 3, where we read, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. And this week, and indeed next week, I want to highlight five things in respect of those blessings that belong to the people of God. And things that will belong, if you're not a Christian this morning, whether you're here or whether you're listening online, if you're not a Christian, these blessings can be yours. And indeed they will be yours when you come to faith in Christ. And the five things we're going to look at, I'll tell you where we're going. First of all, and this morning, we're going to look at the nature of the blessings of God. They're not of this world. So we're going to speak of things that come from somewhere else. Something that are very, very different to what people experience around us. 
This evening we shall look at the, the blessing of an inheritance. And that's a wonderful thing. If you want to know what the Lord's left you in his will, uh, then you come along tonight and hear. It's nice to hear the reading of a will, isn't it? Uh, but that's, that's even better. And then on Tuesday, I'm going to continue with this. It's a Bible study on Tuesday. And we're going to look at the blessing of acceptance. That's good. You see, if I want to be accepted at uh, Graham's golf, golf club, they wouldn't accept me probably. But if I said, I'm a friend of Graham's, so oh yes, you can come into the golf club, that's fine. But you see, we can't just walk into the church of God. We say, I know the man on the cross. I know Christ. He come in. And that's it, isn't it? So that's Tuesday. Next Sunday morning, God willing, we'll be looking at the blessing of redemption. That which is bought by the precious blood of Christ. And then next Sunday evening, the blessing of God's abundance, God's generosity towards us. So this morning then we're considering the nature or the character of the blessings that belong to the people of God. But I just noticed before we get any further, you know, Paul sets out and gives three uh, titles or names to those that are Christians there. In that first verse, he says there that Christians are saints. Isn't that a wonderful thing? In some categories of, of so-called church, you have to do some wonderful things before you can be called a, a saint. Here he says, you know, this is what God does for you. We've got St. Graham and we, we've got, uh, you know, St. John and we've got, we're all saints if we know the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a wonderful thing. And it's not because we've done anything, it's because Christ has done it. And then he says they're faithful. That's a challenge. We've got to be faithful. Faithful in promoting and guarding the gospel. And then he says they're in Christ. So three lovely little titles. a sermon there on its own, isn't it? That we're called saints, we're to be faithful, and we're in Christ. But then... Paul turns to these, uh, the wonder of these great blessings of being a Christian. And he gives us all, what we're going to look at this morning, is a, a fourfold description of the nature or character of God's blessings towards us. And the first one is this, that they are God's continued favour towards us. Perhaps we've had friends in the past and they favoured us, we've got on with them, and we say, where are they today? Well, we've drifted apart or we've had an argument. We're no longer in their favour. Christ maintains his favour towards us. It's the verse that's before us. says, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Notice that, those two words, he has blessed us. And that phrase indicates it's something in the past. He's blessed us. And we could talk about what he's done in the past. We could talk about the death and resurrection of Christ. We could talk about so many things that he's done for us in the past. Because there was a time when we didn't know the blessing of God. But if we're Christian, we now know it. We were not born with these blessings. But there came a time when we came into possession of them, when we came to know the Lord Jesus Christ. But there's more here. Not only do these blessings relate to something in the past, but in the way it's written in the original Greek language, it's a continual tense. In other words... He has blessed us in the past, he's blessing us now, he will bless us in the future. It's a continual flow of blessings. And he will bless us every day until we step into eternity. His grace is sufficient for you today. And the blessing is that you know today that his grace will be sufficient for you tomorrow and the next day. And every day. He is the fountain of every blessing. A fountain that flows and flows, that never will run dry. 
Oh, but you say we don't always feel the blessing of the Lord. Indeed, sometimes we feel the Lord's not blessing us at all. My friends, there could be many reasons why we don't feel or see some of these blessings in our souls. But nevertheless, they're still there. We say, don't we, sometimes the sun is shining even though it's cloudy. So that's perhaps an initial and short point. But the blessing of the Lord is his favour towards us that continues day by day. Secondly, I want you to notice that these blessings are spiritual blessings. That's a word that can mean different things to different people. If you go on a computer and perhaps you're writing something, you're making something nice design, and you want a backdrop, and you say, well, what kind of backdrop do I want? I want something spiritual. And so you Google it on a spiritual backdrop. And you can get anything from perhaps a picture of a cross, a picture of Christ, you get a picture from some pagan religion, or perhaps you might just get a nice pastoral scene. Because the word spiritual to people can mean anything, really. It's, it's used very widely in the minds of people. It embraces anything to do with religion or faith or, or no faith at all. People look up in the sky and say, oh, I felt kind of a spiritual feeling. But that's not what Paul is writing about here. When we read it in God's word in Ephesians 1, these blessings come to us because of our relationship with the spiritual one. They're spiritual blessings because they come from the spirit of God. Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, commenting on this verse, reminds us that the blessing of God are only spiritual, not only spiritual, but they come to us from the Spirit of God. These are not earthly, as we shall see in a few moments. And although the many material blessings come to us from the Lord, this verse particularly refers to spiritual blessings, that relate to our eternal good. They're alien to people who who don't know the Lord and don't want to know. Paul tells us something of these spiritual uh, spiritual blessings, and and as I say, we're going to look at some of them. Verse 6, he talks about that acceptance. Acceptance in Christ. What a wonderful thing. It's good to be accepted by people. Good to be accepted by perhaps important people sometimes, or, or important to what we need to do or know but to be accepted by the Lord Jesus Christ, to be accepted in heaven, that that's where we need to be. Redemption, we're going to speak about that next week. We need to be redeemed. Unless we're redeemed, then we're, we're unredeemed. We're, we're destined to a lost eternity. Forgiveness, verse 7. We need forgiveness of sin. Otherwise, we go with our sin. And we're forgiven, of course, by the precious uh, saving work of Jesus Christ. And then verse 11, that inheritance that we'll look at this evening. And there's a lot more in that chapter that we could pull out of the, the blessings that God gives us. And Paul continues to write in that vein until he gets to chapter 3 and he says that we might be filled with all the fullness of God. Can you imagine that? Well, I can't. These blessings are great big blessings that are beyond us. And then he gets right to the the peak of all this. He says, well, you're going to be filled with all the fullness of God. That's something to think about, isn't it? It's a blessing to crave for. Because if he says that by the Spirit of God, then it's something we can attain to. So these blessings are continual. They're spiritual. Thirdly, they're heavenly. They're heavenly. That's the origin of these blessings. They come from a place that's far from here. That's their character. They come from a pure place. A place where sin cannot enter in. The place where the Saviour dwells. 
It's good sometimes to think, isn't it, of, uh, you know, of heaven being a real place. Read the book of Revelation. John is taken up to have a look round and he writes about certain things that he sees. Enoch's there. Elijah's there. Christ is there. There are real people there. It's a place of substance. And the scripture says, we're going to go there one day. Wonderful thing. Wonderful thing. And that's where these blessings come from. They are of a different nature. They are alien to this world. A few months ago, when I was preaching here, we we noted that our citizenship is in fact in heaven. That we are a colony of heaven on earth. That is our home. Our passport is stamped with heaven. We was on holiday a few weeks ago. We know Heather uh, fractured her leg. So we had to go to hospital. And the uh, first thing they want is your passport. Uh, they want to write down all the details, etc. And uh, you don't perhaps realise quite till you're ready to go home quite why else they want you to passport. They want the passport because they're not going to let you have it back until you pay the bill. And uh, so she, um, no, you, she, she can leave, but your passport can't. And uh, it kind of brings it home to you, the importance of citizenship and it is, we're not going to get into heaven without having that passport stamped with a heavenly passport that we know the Lord Jesus Christ. It's an important issue that our citizenship is in heaven. These blessings come from heaven. We're on our way through to glory. We're marching to Zion, the hymn that we sang. It says we're passing through. And that's it, isn't it? Again, when you're on holiday, we're on holiday. We don't expect to stay. If you break your leg, you want to get home even more so. And isn't that like it here? When you have a problem, you want to get home to glory. When we get perhaps to a, an advanced age and you become very sick and you realise perhaps there is, there is no exit point for this sickness now, except I'm going to die. We want to get home to glory. And we should have that desire, not desperately to be home tomorrow. It's not The Lord's left us here for a purpose. We might serve him. We might enjoy what he's given to us. But these blessings have come to us from heaven and one day with those blessings we're going to be up there in heaven. You know everything down here tends to destruction doesn't it at some point. The things that people hold of value will diminish. The power of the politician will be eclipsed. Where's the last Prime Minister? And the one before that, we've had quite a few lately, haven't we? They've all kind of diminished, they're all somewhere, busy writing columns for a newspaper, trying to get some money in, but their power has diminished. What about the attraction of the celebrity? Celebrity culture will fade and crumble. It's sad when we see so many people following, so many people that are famous for nothing, other than being famous. Money in the bank will all be left behind. You can't take it with you. The career ladder will come to an end. Seen that this week, haven't we, on that lady at the NatWest Bank. She had a tremendous career, tremendous salary looking at it. She had a tremendous bonus too. It's all gone. Career came to an end just like that through perhaps what one might call a mistake or just a conversation that would have been better not had. It happens to all of us in the sense that our careers will come to an end Shiny car will rust. The athletic body will become old and frail. Job to imagine not I had an athletic body, but uh, it's not quite that now, is it? Perhaps it never was. But nevertheless, you all know what I mean. We've got the glasses and the hearing aids and all the little bits that we need to keep us going. We become old and frail. 
And there comes a time when all fails. There is nothing that has its origins under the sun that lasts. The only things that last are things that come from God, the eternal blessings of God. And these blessings, as I say, they come from heaven, they are eternal. And although our own sin and our own lethargy sometimes dims them, we're not always enjoying all the blessings of God for so many reasons. And yet, the reality of the matter is that they are still there and they cannot be lost. They are there for all eternity. And my friends, we can't reach up into heaven and get these, can we? These are, we have no capacity to do that. We have no desire to do that in our old nature. But God in his grace has reached down. We read in uh, the uh, one hymn, don't we? Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Heaven came down. Another hymn puts it, Isaac Watts. Plunged in a gulf of deep despair, we wretched sinners lay without one cheerful beam of hope or spark of glimmering day. But with pitying eyes, the Prince of Grace beheld our helpless grief. He saw an oh amazing love. He flew to our relief. Down from the shining seats above, with joyful haste he fled, entered the grave in mortal flesh and dwelt amongst the dead. He came down to lift us up to heaven and pour down upon us these wonderful blessings from heaven. So, my friend, then, these blessings, they are the continual favour of God. They are spiritual blessings and they are heavenly in nature. But fourthly, they are complete in Jesus Christ. Back to our verse, it says, got two little words there. It says, blessed, he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Not one blessing has been left out. All we need for time and eternity is in Jesus Christ and in Jesus Christ alone. You need a life that kept the holy law. Well, you haven't got it and I haven't got it. No one else could because we're born as sinners. But Christ came. And he kept that law. He is the perfect sacrifice. And he says to us, that's the life you need. I've lived it for you. And we need that perfect sacrifice to die upon the cross, to shed blood, to satisfy God. That's what Christ did. So Christ says, look, I've lived a life for you. I've died a death for you. We need our sin to be dealt with. It's been dealt with by Jesus Christ. We need a righteousness given to us in Jesus Christ. Everything we need, all that we need is in Jesus Christ. Go on holidays. You want to look on the brochure to see what you're getting for your money. You want something that's all inclusive. You want to go there. You want to know that you haven't got to pay for anything. It's all there. And we can say that with respect when we come to Christ. He's all inclusive. All that we need for time and eternity. Another hymn says there, how vast the treasure we possess, how rich thy bounty, King of grace. This world is ours and worlds to come, but earth is our lodge and heaven our home. All things are ours, the gift of God, the purchase of a Saviour's blood, 
while the good spirit shows us how to use and improve them too. All things, when you became a Christian, all these things were credited to us. We may not understand them all, we might not even have known them all, but they were ours in Jesus Christ. It's a wonderful thing. We can't preachers can't always impart the true meaning or desire upon their hearts, but you know, when we were sinners, we had less than nothing. We had a negative balance, didn't we? We we were sinners, we were destined to a lost eternity. We were without Christ, without hope, under condemnation. But when we're born again of the Spirit of God, not only is that balance done away with, we're not just given a negative balance, we're given a credit of the righteousness of Christ. We're not only dealt with the past, we're made fit for the future. And they're not collected, are they, with years of service. Nothing we have done. We haven't earned them. We've not collected them. Bang, they're there. The moment we're converted, they're credited to our account. So there we have it. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. We've seen four things. That these blessings are God's continued favour towards us, day by day, until we see him. They are spiritual blessings. They are heavenly, they are of an alien nature to this world and they are complete in Jesus Christ. Now a little bit of application, just two things. My friend, if you're a Christian, bless God for his blessings to you. These blessings were determined to be given to us in eternity past. That's amazing, isn't it? That's something else I can't understand. Something else I can put on my list, as it were. But it's true. Romans 9.23 says that Christ might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy which he afore prepared unto glory. And the wonderful thing, you sit there this morning, we're saints, we hope we're faithful, we're in Christ, and he says that we're vessels of mercy. He's made us vessels of mercy. We, we, we're totally dependent on his mercy and we found that mercy by his grace. That's a wonderful thing. And he prepared all of this before creation. Notice the beginning of our verse. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul is blessing God for the blessings that he's about to tell us about. The result of these blessings is that we should bless the Lord. Psalmist sums it up nicely. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Is that what we should feel this morning when we think of all these blessings that are ours? Bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all his benefits and blessings, who forgives all thine iniquities, who heedeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Bless the Lord, his angels, that excel in strength, and do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye hosts, ye ministers of his that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places, of all his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. It's a privilege and responsibility of all the Lord's people that we've been blessed, that we might bless him who has blessed us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. As the little verse in the hymn says, Praise God 
from whom all blessings flow. And then finally this morning, do you qualify for these blessings? None of us do, do we? None of us do. What do you have to do? Some would say, well, you have to do all manner of things. But God says, no, I've done it. I've done the work. All the fitness we need is found in the Lord Jesus Christ. You say, well, that's all right, then I'm a Christian. No, we must seek him. We must come and come in repentance and faith. There are terms that he sets down. But he says, I'll give you that. I give gifts of repentance and faith. Is that what we desire this morning? Scripture says we must seek him with all our hearts and when we do we shall be found and those blessings will be ours. So no one can say here or online this morning well he's just talking to Christians. I'm talking to Christians but I'm talking to those who have yet to come to faith that these things are a part of our Christian faith. Oh, it's not a bed of roses, we know that. There are hardships and there are things that we will suffer along the way because we are Christians. Ask those today that are living in the camps of North Korea. Ask those in China who are not allowed to go to their churches anymore. Ask those in northern Nigeria that have lost their family and friends. But these blessings are ours and for all eternity. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. May the Lord so help us. Amen.